Welcome to Dramas with a Side of Kimchi, the fangirl party every drama fan wants to join. Grab your kimchi and face mask and let's chat Asian dramas. Today we'll be podcapping week 7, episodes 47 through 53 of Evernight. So I'm really excited to be back. It feels like forever because we had a couple of weeks of like there were some winter storms that knocked out our Wi-Fi. Let's wait, that was last time. Scares. Hold on. Wait. No, <laughs> last time was the health issues. The week before that was the winter storms. Really? Yes. That was the, oh, the polar, oh, yeah. We had the polar vortex and yes. then we had the winter storms. Okay, that's right. Sorry, yeah. I can't keep track. So it's been that. a couple of weeks since we watched these and we're planning on re-recording re- and then it maybe didn't happen in as timely a manner as I expected it to and so now i'm looking at my notes and i'm like oh crap <laughs> what did i mean <laughs> we have a lot to talk about and you it's been a little while so um oh, where do we begin i guess we left off and we were both i think we were both starting to get really annoyed with ning che right because he was back flirting around with mo shan shan yes and he ignored his song song it's like i mean you don't have to like m- fall in love with her or anything but you're being a jerk yeah common decency you've been gone for a really long time exactly we i do remember we chatted a little bit about that because i think we were both annoyed but um basically this is this is the first episode where she starts to really kind of um start to show that that's just not okay with her yeah because he's treating her as a servant not even a friend dash servant and it's not because he's trying to be cruel or or mean or anything. He's a self-absorbed twit. I mean, he's a young 18-year-old back from war. Who has a crush. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so Song Song's like, this isn't working for me. And she heads home because she's not self-reliant on Ning Che anymore. And she has places she can go. That is so true. Now she has she has family. So where before she was kind of resistant to the idea, um, now she's basically like, oh, screw it, Ding Che, I'm going back to my mom and dad. So she leaves. And I kind of like that she didn't really leave him any trace, that he's going to have to work for it if he wants to find her. I know. And especially when he gets up and he's like, oh, make me breakfast. And I'm like, dude, make yourself breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) I did not feel bad for him at all. It's like, you are getting what you deserve. It was really kind of nice, though, to see him slowly come to realize just how much he relies on her and thinks about her even when she because even I mean, he's been gone for a long time. But even the whole time he was gone, he was still thinking of her. and so here we are, she's left him, and seeing his kind of devastation was brilliant. It was satisfying. It really was. And he goes on a rampage, pretty much ready to like raise the roof of the whole town, looking for his song song. And he finally figures, discovers that, hey, she has parents. Surprise. <laughs> Not only does she have parents, they're well off, and they can take care of her. That's right. And then he decides to double down being a snarky little brat. <laughs> and he goes <laughs> to confront Song Song and demand that he she return because he's her master. <laughs> and it's like, oh, no, you didn't. But yes, he did. 
That was really, I, I thought that was just really powerful when he was there demanding that she come back with him and she was basically holding her ground and saying, no, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. And I felt so bad for the parents because they really do want to do what's best for her. And she deserves more. She deserves more just on her own right than what he's been giving her. Um, And I know it's because he's mostly been a kid raising her and he's an idiot kid. But still, you know. I did like how this was sort of because for me, this is kind of the part in the story where where I actually started to see them as a couple, because as you know, from all of our previous podcasts, I have been kind of thinking it was a little creepy that he's got feelings for this like sister-like being who's in his life. And so um, I would like to point out that I've always felt that they would be a good couple. They just were settled in a different mindset. So Yes, ma'am. You have said that from the beginning. Every time I've brought up the creep factor, you're like, no, <laughs> no. It's just that they have always been together. And so they don't know that they love one another. So yes, you get, you totally win that one. Um, but for me, this moment where she's sort of coming to realize it and he's coming to realize it, I'm realizing it at the same time. Yeah. So um, as a watcher of the show, it's kind of a satisfying thing that's happening because I was like, oh, okay. It is. Yeah. And things end where Ningche gets not kicked out, but he leaves in a huff saying that he'll be back the next day and she better be waiting for him. Exactly. <laughs> and Song Song kind of like doesn't flip him the bird, but pretty much. And then <laughs> pretty much gathers all her stuff to be ready the next day when he comes. <laughs> so it was interesting. So, so at the same time that Song Song's kind of making her big display that she's going to be an independent woman, we have our 12 disciples that are the brothers and sisters of Ning Che trying to decide who they should marry him off to, which is hilarious. I loved that part. I loved that they were having real arguments and possible, you know, um, Armageddon coming here because you have really powerful people that are like gearing up for, you know, to fight one another for the right to marry him off to their choice. So that was really interesting. One thing I've loved throughout the whole show is how sincere and devoted they are to Ning Che. Like they, it's not like, oh, we need to get rid of him, blah, 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 or we're competing against him. They really have his best interests at heart. And so they're debating Song Song, who, of course, we know is the um, disciple of light. She has a lot of friends. So she does have a lot of pull. It's not just a maid who has nothing to give him versus... Mo Shan Shan, who is one of the, oh, maniacs. Yeah. Yeah, so she's one of the maniacs. She's the disciple of somebody. I don't remember who. (laughs) But she has a lot of powerful pull as well. So who would be the best politically and everything for Ning Che is kind of what they're trying to decide. And I really like that, that they're, they really, like you said, they're really thinking about him and what would be best for him. And, um, and exactly. of course, some of them have personal feelings about Song Song, like Pee Pee for sure, um, makes it really clear oh, that. And, 
And second brother was yes. awesome. He's like, oh, hell no, you're not uh, putting Song Song in a corner. Yes. You know, he was so funny. Um, and then, of course, on the other side, you have first brother who traveled with Ning Che and Mo Shan Shan. So obviously that's who he knows. Right. And felt specific reasons for it. And it's actually half and half. But it's third sister that's kind or third disciple sister that kind of comes and she's like, you guys are all idiots. It's his decision. <laughs> Why don't you let him fall in love? <laughs> and I really, choose yeah. who he loves. I love, and that I love kind him. of takes all the wind out of their cells. Uh, so the hot and spicy soup or boiled water for life metaphor. We have that in the notes, but I totally don't yes. remember what that is. I love the scene. So Ning Che's kind of like pacing around after leaving the um, Song Song's house. And he's like, oh, what do I do? What do I do? And then he asked PP, he's like, well, if you could only have hot and spicy soup for the rest of your life. Or only boiled water for the rest of your life. Which one would you choose? (laughs) (laughs) And then he makes a joke. He's like, well, I have to just choose one because Song Song's never going to let me have any concubines. (laughs) (laughs) So it's just kind of a cute metaphor. And it's just like, you know. um, But PP makes it clear that Ning Che is an idiot and he shouldn't even be debating this because of course Song Song's his choice because Ning Che can't be without her. And so we kind of all knew it, but Ning Che just needed that little bump to figure it out. For so sure. life is good. And I if I recall, don't they like go drinking? I can't I, even remember. Oh god. I believe he does because he goes off drinking. And what was it? Oh, no, no. I remember what it was. He was on his way, all happy and everything. And then someone from the light set comes and he's challenging Ning Che. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yes. So, yes. And he keeps, this just keeps happening to the boy. Like, he doesn't really want to have all these, like, mortal enemies and such, but they keep coming to challenge him because obviously he is not as fully cultivated as many of the others. And if I recall at this point, he's not officially challenged yet, but this is when PP finds out he's spellbound. So there's, like, some issues of whether he's going to be able to um go to song song even if he wants to so now he's like he's figured out song song's the one he loves however he still thinks that he's spellbound and he's screwed and he's not worthy of her and so he goes drinking if i recall that's what happened and that's where he ends up uh insulting (laughs) foods I'm laughing because drama, drama Geek, every time she listens, goes, foods, <laughs> and sends it to me. She, she has my back on this one. <laughs> so, anyway, he goes drinking at the the bar, the, um, the, oh, what is it called? The, the red, yeah. the, it's where all the women are for available men. I don't remember the name of it, but yes, he goes the red lighter. He goes to the equivalent of the red light district. Exactly. (laughs) And he's drunk off his gourd and he meets up with, what is it again? That would be Futsa. 
<laughs> yes. And he looks at him and they become drinking buddies. And he's all like, guess what? I'm spelled and spellbound and my master doesn't know. Little does he know he's telling his master. And it was so funny. And Fuse just kind of Fuse. Whatever. Fuse. It's not happening this far in the, the thing. It's just not happening. <laughs> but anyway, he like flicks them pretty much and Nietzsche's out. Yeah, and I loved it. I loved yes. that part. But unfortunately it makes it so Ningche can't go pick up Song Song, who is waiting for him to come get her, yeah. and she's not perky about it. Yeah, that is a really bad. Um, it's bad if if you've already offended the, your future, well, maybe future wife, and <laughs> uh, you know, and then you don't come on time to pick her up. So, luckily, someone lets her know that he's being punished, so she runs to his side and he's punished to reflect in what is it the um, the cape of reflection that's where it was and it was quite cute because again all the 12 disciples come and they're begging their master you know please forgive him he's so sweet and he's like no he needs to have some time to reflect and cultivate himself a bit more because I guess he has super awesome cultivating techniques and that's not the same as demon powers. I yeah. I appreciated that so Futsa didn't really tell everybody what was going on because this being you yeah. know possessed by the berserker demon dog or whatever is a bad thing. Um but we we do find out that he kind of uses this time in the cave of reflection to help him channel that and turn it into yes. something but it wasn't positive. the demon powers it's something similar to demon powers because they called it something else so it's not the same the thing Hauron, uh the same thing that like the sword of Hauron oh, it, or it's like awe inspiring chi is what they called it <laughs> <laughs> the names <laughs> so it's the awe inspiring technique that he is able to harness um, so that's what he was working on and he has to figure it out so that he can fight all the people coming after him. I did so. love that this was when Song Song was able to like come in and out of the cave with no problem. Um, yeah. She... Yeah. Well, everyone was, but him. So yeah, he's stuck right. in this cave until he figures out how to get out. <laughs> But then she she shared with him what she had learned. And I think that that was really neat because it was really one of the first experiences where she's openly sharing something that she had learned. Now, we know Ning Che's learned a lot from her in many different ways, but this was very clearly like she was sharing something that her yeah. master had shared with her. Well, and, and it's yet again so awesome that it's so easy for her. So it's really cool. I do like that. So, um, what about PP and our demon sect priestess? Yes, so they have a story arc that's off of this because, of course, Song Song and Ning Che are stuck in the um, the cave of reflection. So they're they're busy for a month or two. So at the meantime, PP is being all awesome like he is. But the demon sex saintess 
I don't remember if she had a name specifically. Sorry, it escapes me at this moment. Um, but it's the little girl that helped him. She has the dog or the wolf, and named she helped Pee-Pee. him get out. Huh? Oh yes, also named PP. Um, and she, it, um, she helped get him out. And remember that he had or Ningche had promised that he would get her in to be one of the disciples of Fusi, Fuse, or whatever. <laughs> Food I'm gonna have like a serious ish for life. That and as you see. Okay. I'm and, I, and I can't say it without the condescending tone that that creeps in every single time because I can still hear myself in a past podcast being like food. So. <laughs> All right, so Fuze. Um, <laughs> oh, so they meet, and they're super cute. And, like, total, like, hearts are practically flying. They're so adorable. And short story, or long story short, Fuse takes her in and puts her under, is it third sister? Um, mm-hmm. As one of third sisters. Yes disciples i think so yeah. so he does let her into the back um part of the school and so she gets to be part of that and it's so cute because it's adorable. You can, they are so cute together oh so cute <laughs> um so all that happens and then let's see it's been a couple months and song songs coming down from the cave of reflection and in come the people of light, which suck. It's like the Jiling um, <laughs> sect. And there's a whole bunch of different parts to that, but I just call them all the Jiling light sect. And so they decided, well, we need to find our master's disciple and bring her back. And she's going to be like this inspiring goddess that we're practically going to worship, blah, 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 blah. And Song Song's not thrilled about that. And neither is Ning Che. No. Ning Che is so upset that he figures out how to get out of the Cave of Reflection. <laughs> and runs down and is like, oh, heck, no, you're not taking my Song Song. And so they're like, well, our needs supersede your, um, your like, ownership. Because she's supposedly his slave. Right. And he's like, well, it's not that. We're getting married. And it's like, ah! <laughs> it's so them. It's like totally a proposal that he would do. Because he's so totally true. inept and so not romantic. So true. <laughs> and um, so, and he's all like, hurry, say yes. And so she's like shaking her head yes all over the place. And it's so cute. It's really cute. It's very them. <laughs> so they're out. And the people of light, they go off, blah, blah, blah. We'll be back in three years. That'll give you time to be married and do married couple stuff, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that so that puts them away for right now. So you think everything's hunky-dory, but they're walking out. And suddenly we have the stupid challenger. Another one, yes. Yes, another one. Well, this is the one that the um, Zeeling 
tricks into coming and he has brother Chow's sword. Yeah. So yeah, having second brother's sword um, made people start to, well, really got Ning Che worried. Yeah. And he's demanding answers and the guys are like, I don't have to give answers to you. Challenge me, blah, blah, blah. So then we get some good action scenes, though, because it's been a little while. Yes, it was really good action scenes. And, of course, Ning Che wins. But it was, it was really great. It was very cool. Um, Ning Che wins. And we do find that Brother Chow's alive. So, yay. Yay. I really liked Second Brother way back when. We, we talked about that, like, in our very first podcast. Um, I believe Amber's exact words were, he's hot. He is hot. He's still hot. He is and still he's, hot. He's hot and recovering by the sea with a nice, like, maiden. Widowed. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> yes, a widowed maid. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure she thinks he's hot, too. I think you're right. I, you know, I noticed that we didn't express extreme surprise that he was alive because, as we all know, he fell off a cliff. Therefore, it's a Chinese drama and he will come back to life. That is true. But I was surprised that they kept him out for so long. Yeah, I was starting to wonder a little bit. Yeah. Hmm. And due to the fact that we only have like, what, six, seven episodes left, I have a feeling he's going to be more of a season two plot point than Uh season one. Because pretty much all we get is that he's alive. Yay. He has a lot of power still. Yay. He's still hot. Yay. (laughs) So I suspect we'll get more of him in season two. Yay. Yay. I missed him. Him and his very pretty face. (laughs) And his awesome mane of glory. And his amazing sword skills. Yes. All of those things. So. All right. So then we still have the general to contend with here. Who has... Has he reached the, like, pinnacle of... I think this is the part where he decides to retire officially. Okay. Yes. And so he's retired. He's come back to the capital to officially retire. He hasn't officially given his retirement speech to the king or anything yet, but everyone knows he's retiring. And so he's back... Um, and of course, with him is his magical ar- armor that can't be impacted. It's like the golden armor um, that he has. And and at this point, he's kind of figured out that Ning Che's after him. And probably for the death of all the people in his family, the other general's family. I don't think it's a secret to pretty much anyone that that's kind of where the anger comes from yeah i think you're right and then the last kind of little piece well there's a couple little pieces but the uh dal maniac it's she's being i guess punished for losing all of her chi yeah for (laughs) yeah for her chi loss um and so she has to like copy things over and over and over and um and then they okay you have to explain this to me because it's Chinese drama, like creative license kind of stuff, but isn't this okay. the, did something really happen to her? Cause it looked like they all, right. all attacked her. What 
I believe is they attacked her and were trying to possibly like it kind of felt like the the smarmy bad guy wanted to rape her a little. Yeah, that's what I thought it happened. That's I didn't know if it actually happened or if I'm it was an attempted not, thing. I felt that it was more of an attempted thing, but it was still enough to set her off. Um, but unknowns to them, she does have some extra powers currently because the brother of the sword master that fought against Ning Che was so pissed off that Jiling tricked his brother that he sent his super secret sword technique to her in a magic note where I guess it's like imprinted onto her. Yeah. I really wish that somebody could just pass me a note with a picture of a sword and I could like look at it and then suddenly be able to like do all that stuff. Yeah. So she's not as weak as she used to be. And so she kind of like says, screw you all, kick some butt and leaves. She's like, I'm not going to stay here anymore. And she's off planning on going to find Ning Che is what I got from that. Mm -hmm. And then the last little bit here is that, uh, as we know from way back when the Tao master, um, Ning Che's master, when teaching him all of the fancy, the cool uh, Tao powers. Um, Is that what it was? Is that what it was called? Yeah. 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 Anyway, um, back then he had said that Ning Che was chosen to be like the uh, leader or the protector of the God frightening formation. Yes. So here we are, the king or the emperor um, kind of, gives Ning Che the key to the god formation or whatever it was. Yeah, um, it kind of makes me wonder, like, what happens if he's hanging out and doesn't have that key and, like, he needs the key? Right. Shouldn't and does there he... be, like, a failsafe yeah. or maybe fingerprint focus right. started or whatever? Or a piece of paper. Couldn't a piece, just like the sword formation, like, you could do, draw a picture of the... Special key, and then... Or, like, a tattoo or something that has magical chi in it. A magical chi tattoo. Something. But no, it's like a little it's cylinder like a thing that you stick in the middle. Yeah, but it's, like, made of stone or something. Like, where are you going to keep that in your robes? And plus, he's already carrying, like, a zillion swords and his umbrella. And, like, I just feel like... I don't know. I I agree with you. I think that we need just a more more efficient way of keeping our um, God-frightening formation key. Well, and it kind of seems like the vermilion bird's kind of self-aware anyway. That's like the head of the God formation. Yeah. So, I don't know. It just was an odd moment. But Ning Che had some really snazzy white robes that he looked really hot in, so... Mm -hmm. Good we point. Can, don't have to think about the logistics and just be like, ah, oh, he looks hot. <laughs> In a lot of like windblown kind of scenes, oh, yeah. you know, where as always, yes. he's always wearing like the cloak or the robe. Um, yes. But these ones are all, well, it wasn't like white, it was more cream, a lot of cream. What was your favorite part, Jen? Well, my favorite part was probably, actually, it was the scene with where Song Song is just really coming to realize that 
uh, and she's explaining, I think it was in this where she was explaining how she raised him. And that was, she was really putting words to, to sort of the feeling that I had started to have is that it was never a, a master servant relationship in her eyes. She was caretaking and, and she was suddenly feeling like he really needed to see her for not just that, but maybe see her as a woman too. And um, that whole scene where she's at her parents' house and she comes out and the two of them are yelling at each other. I really loved it. I thought it was really well done. So that was my probably one of my favorite scenes. How about you? I think my favorite scene, I really, again, I really love the family dynamic between Ning Che and the 12 disciples. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there's 12 disciples. It's like almost like. A... Yeah, I was wondering about that. But yeah, there's 13, yeah. but but it's. Well, he's, he's the 13th. He's yes. the 13th. So yeah. there's the other 12. Um, I really love that family dynamic. There's no anger. There's no bickering. I mean, they're bickering over who he's going to marry, but they still love each other. And they have such a great vibe that we don't often see in these type of shows because usually there's a lot more jealousy and backbiting and that kind of stuff. That's um, very true. So it was point. so wonderful just to see them wanting the best for him and wanting him to be happy because it's so rare that we see that. And they're all like that. It's not even like there's any bit of jealousy. You're right. Like normally in a in a Chinese drama especially you would mm-hmm. you would see all kinds of backbiting and and vying for Foods's attention or whatever it is, but they genuinely just seem to really care about Ning Che. I like that, and so I really like that scene with them trying to figure out who she should marry. It it just kind of brings all of those feelings that, and when they're trying to bribe Fuse, 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 um trying to bribe him to go easy on Ning Che where they're like, Oh, we'll bring you your favorite foods and here have some more wine. And you know, can't you like back off? It was so cute how they all come together to try to protect their little brother. And I, I love that dynamic. So. All right. What about a least favorite part? Oh, anything to do with the stupid Prince of Light. He bugs me so much. So much so that I didn't even put any of the I was like, we didn't even here. talk about the Prince of Light. I know, because he's such a tool. <laughs> and he's a hobo idiot right now. And it's like, why even bother? Oh, that's bother? right. He's off in the world of the hobos right now. So he's... Yes, yes. Uh, by the end, he might go to one of the sections of the Prince or the Light sex but i don't remember if it's this one or the next set of episodes but yeah i just don't like him he's a horrible character (laughs) so um i don't know if i have a least favorite for this part i was i feel like while i was watching this i was just i kept binging um in fact beyond where i was supposed to be so I don't remember having a least favorite for this. Um, I feel like some of the time that he was spending in the cave of reflection, I started to, started to drag a little bit for me. But other than that, um, not really. I don't really have a, a least favorite because, of course, we didn't see a ton of like princess and her stupid little brothers. So 
Yeah, um, and they were pretty non-existent this week. So. Yeah. So I guess that's, I guess I don't really have one, which is okay. Because yeah. we have next week, and um, I definitely, I'm sure, going to have a least favorite part next week. So. <laughs> Why? Because I've seen it. Okay, so... <laughs> Well, we're so, recording that next, so that's let's right. wrap it up so we can go record next week's. <laughs> Sounds good. So thanks for joining us for this episode. Feel free to send us your thoughts and feelings about the podcast. We read every blog comment and Facebook comment. There are also great places to leave suggestions for future topics. We love to hear from our readers and listeners, and we really mean that. We love all the comments and especially the people who send in their corrections. Um, Drama Geek is one of them. Um, but it's been great. Well, we got some really great ones where they go into great detail of all this stuff. And I, I think they were reading the book as well. Right. So because some of the stuff we watch and it's like, oh, that happened. Well, we see it as this way. And then five episodes later, we're like, oh, that's exactly. not what happened. But we've already recorded it. So <laughs> here we go. Yeah, it's <laughs> you know, great. So when people have already read have read the book because like you said they have a lot more background um so please check out the blog comments because uh it really does give you a lot more and i also love hearing how many people talk back to us as they're listening so <laughs> i know i'm all like oh i wish i could talk back to you <laughs> <laughs> and also so we'd love it if you could leave a rating and a review for us on apple podcast it's through ratings and reviews that iTunes recommends podcasts to listeners. So this truly is the best way to help our share our podcast with other drama enthusiasts. And don't forget that we have exclusive content available through Patreon every month. We put out a, a podcast just for our Patreon listeners, and we would love for you to have those little extras as well. And thanks again for supporting our latest endeavor. We love blogging about Asian dramas behind the scenes. We have so much more to say and we want to share it with you. And talking is so much faster than typing. <laughs>